Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to Season 7 of the Bible Explained Podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee, because today we are going to be discussing the Book of Acts. Well, hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in on this lovely Tuesday morning to the Bible Explained Podcast. And guys, guess what? I have brand new merch in the P40 Ministry Shop and I'm very, very excited about it. I have a brand new, super cozy and warm hat, like a beanie, okay? And it's got this nice little leatherette patch that says Psalm 40 verse two on it. And it looks really cool. It is unisex. It is great for both men and women. So that's one of the new items I have in stock. I've, I got one for myself and I'm wearing it quite often. It's a very comfortable hat. And then the second thing that I got that I'm very excited about is actually the Yahweh tea. And the Yahweh tea was something that I offered years ago when I first started the ministry, like three years ago. It was one of my first t-shirt designs. But what ended up happening was I got rid of them because I did not like the provider of the t-shirts that I was using at the time. Because when I got the Yahweh teas in, they just looked really linty. Okay, they were like really wrinkly and they would catch every single hair and like lint on them and they just didn't look that good. So I ended up getting rid of the Yahweh tee for some time, but it was one of my favorite designs that I did and I'm like, I have to bring it back. So I recently brought it back and I am using now a new provider, which happens to be the same provider that I use for the Lion of Judah tees that I have and everybody loves that t-shirt like everybody who has gotten a lion of judah tea says something really good about it because it is a very comfortable and very soft t-shirt and so i am using that company now for the yahweh t-shirts so i'm super excited so you got to check those out linked in the description of this podcast episode you're going to see the new hat and the new yahweh t-shirt but guys let's go ahead and read acts chapter 15 today verses 12 through 29 And where we left off on Thursday, there was this big dispute happening in the Gentile church because some Jewish guys came to the Antioch church to preach to the Gentiles. And these Jewish guys were like, look, you Gentiles need to follow the Old Testament laws. You need to get circumcised and you need to do all of the laws in order to be saved. And so Paul and Barnabas were like, no, that's not true. We are saved by grace. So what ended up happening was, of course, this stirred up the Antioch church because they're told now that they aren't saved. And so probably many of them got very scared. So what happened was the Antioch church sent Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem to discuss this issue of the Old Testament with the disciples that were in Jerusalem. So Paul and Barnabas go to Jerusalem. They're talking about it. Some of the believing Pharisees agreed that the Gentiles needed to follow the Old Testament law. And some people didn't agree and were like, no, we are saved by grace and through Jesus's blood. So Peter actually stood up and was like, look, I actually saw Gentiles receive the Holy Spirit and they weren't Jewish men. They were Gentiles and yet they still got the Holy Spirit. So we can't say that those Gentiles who receive the Holy Spirit aren't saved because obviously the Holy Spirit came to them. And so Peter, you know, stood up and said all of that. And that was where we left off on Thursday. So let's read Acts chapter 15, verses 12 through 29. And we're going to see what James, Jesus's little brother, has to say about this issue. 
So I'll be reading this out of the W.E.B. And let's give reverence to God's word this morning. All the multitude kept silence, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul reporting what signs and wonders God had done among the nations through them. After they were silent, James answered, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has reported how God first visited the nations to take out of them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophets. As it is written, After these things I will return. I will again build the tabernacle of David, which has fallen. I will again build its ruins. I will set it up, that the rest of men may seek after the Lord. All the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Amos 9, 11-12 All of God's works are known to him from eternity. Therefore my judgment is, that we shouldn't trouble those from among the Gentiles who turn to God, but that we write to them, that they abstain from the pollution of idols, from sexual immorality, from what is strangled, and from blood. For Moses from generations of old has in every city those who preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders, with the whole assembly, to choose men out of their company, to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, Judas called Barsabbas, and Silas, chief men among the brothers. They wrote these things by their hand, the apostles, the elders, and the brothers, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. Because we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no commandment, it seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose out men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who themselves will also tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit, and to us, to lay no greater burden on you than these necessary things, that you abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality, from which if you keep yourselves, it will be well with you. Farewell. So in verse 11, where we left off on Thursday, Peter had just stood up and had said how he witnessed the Holy Spirit going to a Gentile's home. And so now in verse 12, when Peter stopped his speech, it says that the multitude there kept silence. So the multitude would have been everybody gathered at this meeting. And it sounded like there were a lot of people gathered at this meeting because we do know that the church in Jerusalem was also huge. Like it was a very, very big church with thousands of followers. And so I don't know how many people were at this meeting, but it could have been hundreds of people. So this multitude was listening to this dispute going on, whether or not Gentiles should get circumcised, whether or not Gentiles should follow the Old Testament law. And so Paul and Barnabas, after Peter sits down from his speech, it says Paul and Barnabas reported all the signs and wonders that God had done among the nations through them. And so that would have been very important, I think, for Paul and Barnabas to do because they were adding in like, look, Peter is right. You know, the Holy Spirit is working with these Gentiles. Like, here's all these things that we were witnessing and, and we were able to accomplish through the Holy Spirit in Gentile regions. So why would the Holy Spirit be working the way he's working if these Gentiles aren't saved, if they have to follow the Old Testament law and get circumcised in order for them to receive the Holy Spirit? So they report everything that they had witnessed with the Holy Spirit working in Gentile regions. And it says that after Paul and Barnabas were silent, so after they said their peace, basically, James answers, and this would have been James, the brother of Jesus. So at some point in time, 
Jesus's little brother, James, who was not a believer, actually, when Jesus was on earth, because it says that in one of the Gospels, it mentions that Jesus's brothers were not believers. They did not believe in Jesus at all. It wasn't until Jesus ascended back up into heaven that they came around to the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. So James became a pinnacle in the early church. He wrote the book of James and he is now one of the council members, it sounds like, of this church. And so James stands up and he says, brothers, listen to me. Simeon has reported how God first visited the nations to take out from them a people for his name. I had I was actually really confused here. I was like, Simeon, who is Simeon? <laughs> and I found out that this is actually a name that the early church called Simon Peter. Simeon. I don't know why they called him Simeon. And some translations just say Simon or Peter, you know, depending on what version you're reading out of. But apparently at some point in time, the early church started referring to Simon Peter as Simeon. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why. I couldn't really find a lot of information on that, but it's definitely Simon Peter that uh, James is referring to because he's now referencing the speech that Peter had just made, right? So he says, Simeon, or Simon Peter, has reported how God first visited the nations to take out of them a people for his name. And that's true because Simon Peter was actually one of the first people to see God working with the Gentiles. I mean, Paul and Barnabas saw it in greater depth, I suppose, but it wasn't until after Simon Peter entered that Roman home and saw the Holy Spirit working in that Roman home. Actually, a couple years, I think, before Paul and Barnabas even started their ministry together. So James is referring to that. And he says, this agrees with, with the words of the prophets. And so he quotes this verse from Amos chapter nine, these verses. And this says, after these things, I will return. I will again build the tabernacle of David, which has fallen. I will again build its ruins. I will set it up that the rest of men may seek after the Lord. All the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. So basically, James is referring to a prophecy from the book of Amos, where it actually says that God is going to call the Gentiles to become his people. So James is like, everything we're hearing from both Peter, Paul, and Barnabas about, you know, God working with the Gentiles right now is prophesied about in the Old Testament. And it actually says the word Gentiles in the Old Testament. It doesn't say Gentile converts to Judaism. It says Gentiles. And so James points this out and he says, all of God's works are known to him from eternity. So he's basically like, look, you know, you guys... God knew about this from the very beginning. And if God stated that he was going to include Gentiles into the promise of salvation, then who are we to stand in his way? So James finishes his speech. He says in verse 19, therefore, my judgment is that we don't trouble those from among the Gentiles who turn to God. Like there's no point to trouble them, make them question their faith, make them doubt that they're saved because they are saved. And it says in the Old Testament, it says in prophecy that the Gentiles would be saved. So James is like, we will write them a letter 
and will give them some things that they should do out of the Old Testament law. In other words, the kind of like the morality laws that I've talked about on the podcast before, because the Old Testament law is broken up into three or four different categories. Okay, there's the morality laws, there's the civil and judicial laws, and there's the laws for priests. So the cleanliness laws, the priestly laws, the judicial laws, all of those laws have been fulfilled, right? We don't do those laws anymore because Jesus fulfilled those. But the morality laws, you know, how we should treat our neighbors, how we should treat each other, to this day, those are still in play because all of the morality laws, for the most part, have been repeated as something that we should be doing in the New Testament. So James says, here's what we should do. We should write to these Gentiles and we should tell them to abstain from anything that was polluted by idols, mainly food, I would guess, from sexual immorality, from what is strangled and from blood. Because first and foremost, we know that idol worship, God does not like that stuff. From the very beginning of the Bible, basically, God does not like idol worship. He calls himself jealous. That's what he says his name is. He's like, I am jealous. So if God is jealous, obviously he doesn't want us to be associating with idol worship. And I'm sure that the Gentiles had a lot of different feasts and moon celebrations and whatever celebrations that they would partake in. James is saying, like, don't associate with idol worship of any kind. So don't do anything polluted by idols because that's against God. Secondly, abstain from sexual immorality. And this wouldn't just be adultery or something like that. This would be all of the sexual immorality laws stated in Leviticus. And thirdly, James tells them to abstain from anything that is strangled or from blood. And I believe that those two are interlinked because not drinking blood was actually one of the first laws that God gave humanity in like Genesis chapter eight or something like that. God said, don't drink the blood because it is the life of the animal. So I'm sure the Gentiles, honestly, they probably didn't have any qualms about eating or drinking blood. But James just says, like, just abstain from that. So after James says this, it says the entire church agreed. They agreed and they picked two men named Judas or Barsabbas and this guy named Silas to go to Antioch and basically teach the Gentiles what to do. So they write this long letter and they put everything in it and they're like, we agree with this. You know, you Gentiles, you don't have to follow the Old Testament law to be saved. You don't have to get circumcised to be saved. But if you want things to go well with you, then abstain from these three things. Abstain from drinking blood, abstain from sexual immorality, and abstain from idol worship of any kind. But I believe also the reason James suggested that the Gentiles follow those three rules was because it would also help the Jewish people respect the Gentile church more. And Paul kind of goes into this actually in Romans chapter 14, that even though God gives us so much grace, we are supposed to live in such a way where we don't cause other people to sin by what we do, if that makes sense. And the best one I can think of right off the top of my head is like drinking. 
some people, some Christians are very, very against drinking in general. But some Christians are totally okay with drinking and having a drink and even going to bars or something along those lines. But say the Christian who believes it's okay to drink hangs out one night with the Christian who believes it's not okay to drink. And the Christian who thinks it's okay to drink is totally aware that the other guy does not think it's okay to drink. Well, it would be wrong for the Christian who believes it's okay to drink to order a drink and drink in front of that person, basically, if it's going to cause the other guy to question his beliefs about drinking and he wants to get a drink himself when he sees you getting a drink. You're putting a stumbling block in front of them because if they ordered a drink and started drinking it, they would be sinning because in their hearts, they believe it is a sin. Whereas the other guy doesn't believe it's a sin. So when he orders a drink, he is not sinning, if that makes sense. I think James, when he lays out these three things that the Gentile church should be doing, the Gentile church could be causing the Jewish people to sin in a way by putting a stumbling block in front of them. And so James is helping the Gentile church avoid that situation, if that makes sense. And also, on top of that, the Jewish people would respect, hopefully, the Gentile church a little bit more if the Gentiles abstained from those three things. So in our own lives, I do think we should be very careful of other people's sensitivities, right? And actually, that's what God kind of tells us to do. We should be very respectful and very careful of other people. We should just treat other people the way we want to be treated in every situation. All right, faithful listeners, check out the new merch that is in the shop. You're going to see that stuff linked in the description of this podcast episode. But I hope to see you guys all tomorrow for an episode out of First Samuel. We're going to be moving more into the life of little Samuel. But guys, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday. Happy listening and God bless.